Hey, Drinking Buddies. Thank you for another year of your support. I can't believe we've survived the last two years, but you made it happen. Every dollar you've given has gone right back into local businesses in rural Japan and here in Long Beach, California. We have more snacks coming in 2022, but we need your support to get them here. Head to www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com and use code BUDDYSHOW to get 10% off your first order of our latest snack, Inakayaki. Thanks again, and happy holidays. It was sold out so fast, and everybody loved it. <laughs> they would come over to me and say, You're the guy, man. Like, man, are you going to do this fried chicken place? This is The Drinking Buddy Show, where we explore food, craft, beverage pairings, and the entrepreneurs and tastemakers behind them. I'm Frank, founder of Drinking Buddy Artisan Snacks. On today's show, I'm chatting with entertainment executive and entrepreneur Ken Harada of Tori's Show in Long Beach. Ken grew up between Japan and the U.S. with a passion for music. He climbed his way up and was producing music for top artists in Japan before the age of 30. Looking for a new challenge, Ken founded Golden Fu, an entertainment company in Los Angeles with two partners. A highly successful fried chicken shop chain from Japan had caught his eye while working in New York, so he urged his partners to jump into the food business right here in Long Beach. Hi, Frank, and hi, everyone out there. My name is Ken Harada. I'm from a company called Golden Foo Entertainment. It's not Golden Food, it's Golden Foo, F-O-O. And we just actually started a karaage, Japanese fried chicken takeout restaurant called Tori Show in Long Beach. And how long have you been in Long Beach now? So we've actually just opened two months ago. Yeah, and you guys have been pretty popular already, pretty busy. Very busy. Very yeah, nice. I'm so thankful to everyone that comes over to our restaurant. And Ken, you're new to food, so why don't you give everybody a little bit of your background <laughs> and your career? I was born in Tokyo, but because of my father's business, I had to move to Seattle. And after that, I uh, was just going back and forth between Japan and, and Seattle, actually. So I lived in Seattle for four years, went back to Japan, lived there for like four or five years, came back to Seattle, lived there for another four or five years, and then went back to Japan, which uh, I grew up in Osaka. I was always into music and I was making music. I had this goal where before I turned 30, I really wanted to get my stuff out on like a major record label or something, you know, and people always like doubted because it's, it was something really difficult, you know, to, to get in. The, the industry. But yeah, I never gave up. I kept making the music. And before I turned 30, I was signed to a big major record company called Avex. And the first record I did, her name is Ayumi Hamasaki. The song I did was on the album. And yeah, the album did over 3 million copies. This is CD we're talking. This is back in 2000. I was signed to that company. I, I started just making music for a bunch of platinum artists. I was with AVEX for about 15 years. After that 15 years, I wanted to, uh, you know, because I, I've made so much music for J-pop artists. And as I was getting older, I had this goal where I wanted to try and support the younger artists. Also think about going overseas and do something between Japan and America, for instance. Because like, I never thought that I would come to L.A. 
But after AVEX, I was hired to a company called TV Asahi Music, which is a, a sister company of one of the biggest broadcasting stations called TV Asahi. They used to be just a publishing company, but over the years, they became more of an entertainment company. They started managing big artists and, and they started promoting events. They would create lots of contents, you know. So、uh, I was hired to that company as a production department manager. I managed songwriters and helped create and develop lots of new projects. And I was one of the team members for bringing in this one big festival called Sensation from Amsterdam. That event did really well.、Uh, we were supposed to sell like 19,000 tickets, but we sold over 23,000 tickets. It was packed. So after that, I was headhunted to a company called Amuse, which is also another entertainment powerhouse in Japan. So it's a management company, and they manage artists like Baby Metal, Wanna K Rock, Perfume. So I was hired for that company as a music department director in Los Angeles. After that, there was a situation where the president had to leave the company, and I was working for the president. I left the company, and that's when I、uh, had this discussion with my old friend, Yoshi. He's also from the entertainment background. He's one of my best friends. He lives in Hawaii. So he said, Hey, Ken, remember when we、uh, talked about how we were going to be doing things overseas and we're going to be like working together? I think it's time, bro. you know, Let's make company. you know, He brought in the investor, Darren, and We made a, a company called Golden Foo, and we were gonna actually start with a lot of entertainment projects. So, one of the big goals was to actually do a Japan festival. We wanted to create smaller events and bring in Japanese artists,、uh, not just music, but、uh, lots of artists from Japan, and collaborate with the locals and bring that up to、uh, doing something bigger in Pasadena Rose Bowl. They used to have this golf course or something, and now they're lending out as an event space. And my business partner, you know, he also owns a hotel, so we actually started testing out、uh, doing an event at his hotel called Hotel Constance. We had a pool stage and we had another club stage inside this big room in the hotel. So we were gonna get things going, and then the pandemic and everything shut down. So now what, right? That's when we had to come up with a business plan. So you start Golden Foo、yeah. with your partner. He's in Hawaii. And then you're here in LA.、Yeah. You decide to start Golden Foo in LA because why did you want to start it here in LA? Well, first of all, I decided to stay in LA because LA has a big music industry community. And you know, there's labels, there's productions, there's studios, you know, you name it. You meet lots of people in the music industry. And where I come from, living back and forth between Japan and America, that was my thing. It's my, how would I put it, like a business card, you know, where I understand both sides. So I thought maybe I'd rather stay here and connect the two dots. More if I could. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I、uh, decided to stay. I could always go back to Japan, but if I'd stay here in LA, I thought maybe there'd be more opportunity that I could meet with the people here and then talk about Japan and then bring 
various projects or people from Japan. And where does the name itself come from? What is a golden foo? So, <laughs> yeah, good question. We came up with a lot of names. Like, we had a, a really cool name candidates like Dream Stage, you know, big names. Dream Stage actually was a company that Yoshi was, was working for back when there was a, a MMA fighting championship called Pride. Um, so he was working for Pride. The Pride FC was really huge, and the company that did it was DreamStage. But you know, it's a shame that they had to to close down the company. I think they sold Pride to UFC. I think so. We had that Dream DreamStage and all that. You know, we, we have a bunch of ideas, but then I said, man, maybe it's not DreamStage. You know, let's 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 create something new. Let's name ourselves where it could mean like Midas touch. You know, like if we get involved with certain. People that it turns into a really great project, and I've always liked gold. <laughs>、sure. Yeah, and so I told Yoshi that maybe I want to put something like gold something or golden something, and he said, "Yeah, golden's cool." And he said, "You know, there's a Chinese movie, Golden Harvest."、Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Chinese That's what movie production. Yeah, dun, 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 dun. I was thinking of like、yeah. kung fu movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you know that kung fu movie, and and I've always loved that kung fu movie, right?、Mm-hmm. I said, oh, that's so dope, that's great. So golden something, and then he said, how about foo? And I said, I said food? No, 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 foo. What what is that? What does foo mean? And he said, foo in Chinese means luck. So it's like golden luck, but also he really likes the band. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I said, "Okay, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, All right, so it's good luck, but also yeah, a yeah. homage to、uh, Dave Grohl and <laughs> right, right. And we also had to just name our company. You know, we had to come up with something. But yeah, that Golden Luck sounded kind of cool. With gold, you really have to dig. You got to brush it up. There's a, a whole lot of process to get that gold. So. I thought it has a story that could link to what we do. Really dig into it and find the gold, and make it into a bigger thing. That's very cool. So basically,、yeah. like you said, you want that Midas touch. You're gonna find、right. projects that could turn into gold. Yeah, and work on them.、Awesome. Obviously, you had you couldn't do your Japan event. So,、no. what inspires you to then go into something you've never done before <laughs> and、exactly、open a,、right. a chicken shop? <laughs> exactly right. Okay, so we didn't just come up with bringing in Japanese fried chicken. I produced an event、uh, when I was working for TV Asahi Music. I was in charge of handling these things for a famous artist that we managed. And he wanted to live in New York for half year and, and study English. But not only that, he wanted to perform. So the president put me in charge for that project because I was also the guy for doing overseas projects and stuff. So I was in New York. I had a friend who owns this club called Sobs、uh, Sound of Brazil. It's a really famous club where Kanye West, Diplo, Kendrick Lamar, all these guys respect that club. Before they were famous, they went through that club, and I knew the owner there. He said, "Ken, yeah, yeah, let's do that event." So we called this event SOBs New York Matsuri or something. That's when I had Torisho, the Japanese fried chicken karaage brand from Japan, sponsor us, and we did an event there and had their 
fried chicken now. We had thousands of chicken, like two, I think we made like over 2,000 fried chickens then. Yeah, we had, you know, the capacity was about like 500, I would say. We had over 350 people made a huge line. The chicken that we made was gone. It sold out so fast and everybody loved it. (laughs) They would come over to me and said, you're the guy, man. Like, man, are you going to do this fried chicken place in New York? Yeah, so I thought this could be a business. Now here we are at, you know, Golden Foo. We're sitting down. Okay, what do we do? I told the brothers, maybe this sounds kind of crazy, but how about bringing in this Japanese fried chicken bread? They were like, what? You know? Um, (laughs) It's it's, It's not an entertainment. And I said, no, 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 guys. So here, let me tell you a story. So I produced an event. We had the Tori Show, which again sponsored the event. I thought that maybe if we had that as an infrastructure, and if we were doing great with Japanese fried chicken, and if we collaborate with our own event and, and make that synergy, because like that would be a good promotion for Tori Show, which is ours. And, and if we produce an event and had that chicken and people loving it, seeing them smile and be like, yo, this chicken's dope. I mean, just think about that, having that infrastructure. And not only that, if we could actually get Tori Show introduced to Americans and there's not that many karaage places in the U.S., you know, it's like you could probably have karaage in restaurants, but the way they do it is not exclusive karaage restaurants. So it's like they have a whole nother process, which is still good. But, you know, the, the way they usually make is more... Um, preparation is preparation and yeah so with with the exclusive karage shop we have it all fresh and you know there's a whole long process i mean people who come to tori show might know but you know we do take some time we're not fast food even though we put it out as fast food because uh the karage process goes from putting in the chicken in a fryer for two minutes rest for two minutes and then dip in again so there's a six minute process right to take in one order, I said it's barely like about fast food. But if we get more and more in, and if we get bigger orders, it's a long time <laughs> cooking. So uh, what I wanted to say was that the people who come to our restaurant, they, they could immediately tell how it's different from just going into a restaurant and ordering a karage there. It and, definitely is. Yeah. Like when I went and was able to sample some of the chicken that you have, It's definitely different than, say, you go to any casual Japanese restaurant or an izakaya and it's just another dish on the menu because you focus on it. You have a longer process that I got to see versus where, in all likelihood, your local sushi place is just throwing it into a fryer or reheating it and then throwing it on the table as a side dish. yeah. Yeah. So it's not the same as a specific karaage shop. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and thanks for coming, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when I explained all that to my partners, they said, okay, that makes sense. And it could be a business, you know. Not only we have this infrastructure and start one restaurant, but we want to expand this. We want to find partners. And let's make this bigger in the U.S., you know. Just like another Genki Zushi or, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the American dream, brothers, you know. Let's do Tori Show. Thanks for listening so far. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. 
then head to www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com and pick up some tasty pub snacks, barware, and more. Every purchase he makes helps us support small family-owned businesses in rural Japan and bring you more delicious, unique snacks to pair with your favorite beverages. Special thanks to all of you that have already started enjoying our snacks and sharing them with your buddies. The Tori Show means chicken smile. Tori means chicken and show means smile or laugh. Our chicken is to make you smile. When you have that bite, you're grinning, you're smiling, and sometimes you're laughing like, damn, it's good. It's juicy. And also, Tori Show, as you were telling me, is not something that you and your business partners created. It's actually a major chain in Japan. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, so they've expanded, and now they, they have over, I think, 300 stores in Japan. It's growing so fast. I think they've been out for like 10 years or so. I think the first store was in Oita, that's in Kyushu. Oita is the biggest karaage scene in Japan. Every next door, there's karaage shop. That's what I was told. So the president, actually, one day, he was in Oita, and he saw this restaurant, and the people were in line to buy this karaage, right? So he stood in line, he bought the karaage, And he thought, it was, yeah, this is great. This is good. And he thought, okay, maybe this could be a business. So he just talked to the owner. He said he wanted to do the business. And the owner said maybe he could help. So that's when they shook hands and they collaborated and made Tori Show. But when he started the Karage, he didn't have any customers coming in. He was really worried. But when people started eating it, it was like a snowball. People started just coming in and coming in. And the next thing he knew, within half a year, the store was just packed. People were in line to get Tori Show. He thought, okay, we got to make this into a bigger thing. And that's when he started to create other stores. So they started in Saitama. And after that, it just started going. So you're connected with this company. Why do you decide to open it in Long Beach out of all of LA County? <laughs> yeah, I get that question a lot. So I had to look for places, right? We had all sorts of different locations, including Torrance, Gardena, where a lot of Japanese populations are. And I've also looked into like Costa Mesa, Orange County, like Irvine, Carson. I also looked into like Santa Monica, I went to West Hollywood, all kinds of places. But We just couldn't find the right place. Finding the location took us like almost half a year, I think. But it was hard to find a place where they had a fried chicken restaurant. With Karaage, we don't need big space. It could be small. One day, my agent calls me and says, There's one location in Long Beach. Do you want to check it out? The cost was within our range. So I said, Okay, let's go. In Long Beach Boulevard by 7th. I thought, wow, it was nice. I, I like the Long Beach Boulevard the, with the palm tree and, you know, the Cali vibe. And, very California. Yeah, yeah very, very California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, as I was coming around from the convention center going up, I just really liked the city, you know, like it was uh, it's nice. There's convention center, there's aquarium, there's the What is that place called? The,、uh, the Pike. The Pike, yeah. There's the Pike and there's the Lighthouse Park. And 
But because of the pandemic, obviously, you know, there, there weren't that many people out. Kind of like ghost town, you know. Yeah, last, you that know? time, for sure. Yeah. But I thought, okay, right now, maybe it is the time to actually come here and be different. And I wanted to just start something. Some people told me that it's a rough neighborhood. I see what they meant. I really gave a thought, but I was there during the daytime and I went to see at nighttime. I know the good side and the bad side, but I thought I just fell in love with Long Beach and that location. I thought, okay, maybe we should start this because if I started a restaurant at that location, people are probably going to ask me, why did you choose this place? But I thought we could be different. And because we are already different, our background is entertainment. We have clients like Rampage Jackson, who's a former UFC and light heavyweight champion. I work with him. We work on music too. We are different. All that said, I said, yeah, let's do it here. So when do you open and how many people did you have? Now we found the location. We have to find the, the staff. I've never really hired anybody myself. Um, this was my first becoming independent. So I did whatever I can. I put a sign up saying we're now hiring. Surprisingly, people started reaching out. Also, at the same time, I have a friend who's a DJ. Her name's Aki. She's now one of us. And she brought in my partner. His name's Kaz. So, Aki, Kaz, and a girl named Star, and me. They said, okay, we'll start with these four staff. And how was the opening for you? The first week and the second week when we opened, without even having any kind of promotion we just open and people just kind of start coming in like you guys open yeah yeah we're open yes you know welcome people just slowly come in first week was very very slow then the second week people would come in, come back and tell me man your chicken was amazing so by the end of september we went over our goal where do you want to go with it now you know, we're ambitious. <laughs> we want to do a lot of things. We have so many ideas. So we've always wanted to have an event at our shop. You know, have DJ booth. Who knows, maybe we might have a performer doing art. And we also want to collaborate with events. Very cool. Yeah. So for people that haven't tried you yet, what are some menu items that they can try? Because I, I really like the chicken nanban, but uh, what are your favorites? My favorite is definitely thigh. I've had fried chicken every day. This guy, <laughs> every day. I'm telling you, every day. Because we even have to test, you know? Sure. So when we, when we fry it and before we serve to people, you know, first thing in the morning, we fry it, we test it. So I'm eating fried chicken every day and... I still love it. It's crazy. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I still love it. And I love the thigh. But I was really surprised about our breast being so juicy. Very it's the juicy. way you prepare it, right? Yeah, the, the way we prepare, you know, it's the, it's the, there's a secret in our marinating sauce. And also we have this secret weapon from Japan. It's called Denba Fryer. It keeps the chicken not too oily. Mm and it keeps the juice inside the chicken. Tell everybody where to find Torisha. 730 Long Beach Boulevard. 
It's right on Long Beach Boulevard, and if you come from Convention Center towards 7th, go past 7th, then you'll see us on the right. Looking forward to seeing you all. Awesome. All right, well, thank you very much. Is there anything else you wanted to share with the listeners? Please follow our Instagram, Facebook. We are really looking forward to doing events and more exciting things at Dory Show. So please check us out. Thanks so much to Ken Harada. Find out more about Tori's show by clicking the links in our episode description. That's the end of our second season. We have more great stories, more events, and plenty more snacks to share in 2022. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to The Drinking Buddy Show. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your buddies. Check out our latest artisanal snack offerings at www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Take care and drink well.